Welcome, everybody, to episode 94 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Uh, I'm Corey. <laughs> it's just the two of us today. Uh, Eric had to work tonight, and, and Will had uh, already made some plans. So this is kind of going to be an experimental episode, I guess. Finally, Dan and I can just nerd out without we, all the, the coolness yeah. of Dan, or Will and Eric. All the all the bro gaming um, yeah. from, from, from Will and Eric. Um, yeah, I, this is bound to happen. It's getting to be that time where it's it's harder to find a day where we can all record because it's the weather's nice and people are doing things. So this is bound to happen. I'm always going to be on an episode, but there probably will be episodes in the future where it's just me and one other person. So is this the first time this has happened? Yeah, we've had three, mm. but no, just two. Three many a time. Maybe maybe we just had two like at the end of an episode or something. But yeah, I feel like there. Yeah, I feel like that happened. I think it was just me and you that time as well. Maybe Will or Eric had to leave early. Yeah, I think you're right. But, but we got the bear in Eric's chair with the headphones on. So right, can you see that? I can see it just fine. Okay, good. That's what, that's what I was going look for. At. Nice. Uh, so anyway, today is uh, May 9th to 2013 for those of you, uh, listening later in the future. Our topic for today is Metro 2033. Uh, Metro Last Light is coming out next week. So we want me and Corey specifically wanted to have it played by the time Metro Last Light comes out. Uh, so we'll be talking about that, uh, during this episode, some teasers for later on. Um, we're doing our don't starve drawing later on in the episode, probably before we start feedback. Uh, so we'll be doing that. We're also going to be talking about Neverwinter, Haunted Hollows. Wasn't there one other thing, Corey, you wanted to talk about? Well, I'm going to talk about Final Fantasy Dimensions because I Dimensions. finally beat it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, only, thank you. Only one applause. That's all right. Um, so, yeah, that those are our teasers for later on in the episode. Corey, why don't you guys start with Nibble Bits? All right. I don't know. I don't know how many Eric and Will had. We're probably not going to run through those, but knowing mm-hmm. them, they'll probably just talk about them next week. Yeah, probably. Uh, Ubisoft confirmed, somebody tweeted this after me, Dan, I don't know if it was you, so it was I me. apologize. That's fine. Uh, Ubisoft confirmed that South Park Stick of Truth is still on track for a 2013 release. That's a game we're all kind of excited about. I still don't think it's going to be any good. I know you guys kind of argued with me on that, but we'll see. Um, a rep representative from Ubisoft said it was still scheduled for 2013 release without an update on the status, which kind of makes made me at the time i saw this kind of made me believe well still scheduled isn't the same as on track right um you know all it takes is a day to change when it's scheduled for but uh that report was from videogamer.com i actually saw today i forget the name of the website but they're reporting a leak of the release date for august 27th so maybe Mm. maybe i'm i'm wrong and it is still on track for a 2013 release here's hoping yeah um Apparently, South Park, so yeah. I'll give it a shot no matter what. Yeah, definitely. Apparently, the developer is working on a next-gen title already. Mm. So I'm hoping that means it's close to being done, and they're just putting some finishing touches on it, maybe getting acquainted with Ubisoft as the as the, the publisher. Okay. So 
That could be. Hopefully. Yeah, I heard, uh, speaking of working on next-gen titles, I heard a lot of Microsoft's next-gen, the Kotaku rumor that a lot of Microsoft's next-gen projects were getting like shut down and stuff because they were behind, behind schedule. Oh, I hear anything that. about that? No. Yeah, I don't know if that's if that's even the case, but uh, I did hear that. I think it was on Kotaku. Mm-hmm. Moving along, Bethesda announced Wolfenstein, the new order for Xbox 360, PS3, PS, or PC, and next-gen consoles. This is according, or no, this is uh, the developer is Machine Games, which I couldn't find any games to their credit yet, but uh, they were apparently founded in 2009 by some of the guys who did the Riddick series and the Darkness. Mm. So uh, it'll be interesting anyway. I think it's a good fit for, for the developers, that kind of game. Yeah. Riddick um, was a good game, the Chronicles of Riddick for Xbox. Yeah. yeah, and it'll be nice to go back to Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. kill some Nazis. Did you watch the video? Uh, no, I didn't watch the video. I, I didn't get a chance to either. Uh, Eric, I actually talked to Eric today, and he said he watched it, and it looks pretty awesome. So, Yeah, that's one of those. that When, was, when did Return to Castle Wolfenstein come out? Like 2005 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Blizzard was forced to tear down the Diablo 3 auction houses. That's the real money and the gold auction houses. Early Wednesday morning, they cited a gold duping bug that was introduced with patch 1.0.8. Many players now have billions of gold. Um, players are demanding a rollback. In the last I knew, Blizzard was only considering the rollback. They weren't. It wasn't a foregone conclusion that they were going to do a rollback, which is silly to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the minutia of all of this is sort of beyond me. I don't really know how it affected things, but you gotta you gotta assume like a bunch of players had a, a bunch of gold. Um, they probably bought some stuff off the auction house put it on the real money auction house before people realized people spent money and i don't know I, I could see how it would all get very confusing and a lot of people would be out some real world money yeah um and vice versa a lot of people would have a lot of real world money because of this duping gold duping bug but it, it does kind of shine a light on just how scary the elements of the the real money auction house is. Yeah, because I feel like no matter how tightly you control it, there's going to be that sort of stuff that goes on, and and you know, people are going to get screwed over by it. So, I mean, I I think good on you because they wanted to make money off of that. I think uh, it's kind of kind of deserved a little bit. It's it's a game that involves like real world money similar to like the stock market almost you know yeah yeah it's crazy and there's bugs in the stock market and people lose money mm-hmm. it's happened mm-hmm. um so anyway i'll move on red kit for the uh for the witcher 2 is the mod tool thing that cd project red promised it was sort of released today. I just saw the link on Reddit. I couldn't, by the time I got to it and a bunch of other people, it was asking for a username and password, the actual site for, for these mod tools. But people are really excited for that, and we've been talking a lot about The Witcher, so I just thought I'd throw that out there, that mm-hmm. if it's not ready, it seems like it's you know right around the corner. Yeah. And my last one, Sony posted a net, this is all of Sony, posted a net profit for fiscal year 2012. The profit was $458 million. a lot of that coming from the movie business, which their overall profit was $509 million. Uh, the article I read also cited the new Japanese government that weakened the yen, which meant that foreign sales were worth, were worth more money, even though overall their product sales were down. 
Uh, also, the sale of their New York City headquarters and a import. I can't. I couldn't find the name of the building in Tokyo that was also sold. Both of those sold for just over a billion dollars. Wow. Um, it's easy to make money when you're selling New York City headquarters, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, they had a 5.7 billion loss in 2011. So you know, to go from a 5.7 billion loss to 458 million profit, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and they're predicting a $507 million profit for 2013, uh, citing the sale that they're going to sell 42, 42 million Xperia Z phones. I find that Ooh. hard to believe. Yeah. So, I, I didn't know the Xperia was like a popular device. I don't think it is. I don't know that, I don't know that for certain. I, I, haven't, I haven't really been following the cell phone review circuit, but... Uh, I find that a little hard to believe. But. Yeah, if it's not an Android phone or even a Windows phone, I don't. If it has its own like kind of smartphone OS, those usually don't do that well. Yeah. Um, they also say their camera business will pick up. Who knows? Uh, and the PS4 launch, mm-hmm. but the article did cite that these early in a console's uh, release, it is usually sold at a at a loss, yeah. um, and you have to throw in those high R and D costs. But I don't know. I guess it depends on. Just how many units you sell. Mm-hmm. So that's it for my nibble bits. All right. Uh, I also, like you said, I, I posted about the Ubisoft and, and South Park, the Stick of Truth. So uh, there was that. EA has been selected to be the publisher of upcoming Star Wars titles, so- signing a multi-year, multi-title agreement with Disney Interactive. Uh, the plan is for high-quality games across all systems, including consoles, PC, and mobile and tablet games. Uh, specific EA Studios were named with Dice of Battlefield fame and Visceral of Dead Space fame and Bioware uh, all listed as the specific studios making games. So, um, of all the EA Studios, I think those are probably the best choices to make Star Wars games. Um, I don't play Battlefield, but I know Battlefield's uh, well received, and so are the Dead Space games, with exception of maybe the the most recent one with all the microtransaction mess. And then you know Bioware, I think, still has. Um, has a following and, and still makes good games. Um, I thought Mass Effect 3 was a good game. I didn't care for the ending that much, but it still was an excellent game. Uh, so that, I don't know. I, I was a little angry at first when I read that, but I don't know. I guess I'm going to wait and see Yeah. type of situation I, for that. I replied to the tweet saying, I, for some reason, I'm not upset about this, and I couldn't really figure out why, but I think... You know, you get those. Those are still good developers, mm-hmm. regardless of their publisher. I mean, you get you right. get the makers of Battlefield uh, making the next Battle Battlefront. Game. Yeah, sounds pretty good to me. You yeah. know, um, I don't play Battlefield, but they're like, I don't know. Like I, I always thought as Battlefront as the Battlefield in outer space. Right. You know? Right. So it's, it seems almost too perfect. I'm um, I'm hoping and, they do end up making the next the next Battlefront. That would be great. Yeah, and, and the thing about Bioware is I trust them to do I, I trust them to make an immersive space RPG and and be faithful to the lore. Mm-hmm. Like I trust that they'll do their homework and you know give give the fans what they want. Yeah. Um. What was the other one? Uh, visceral. Visceral. Yeah. Dead, Dead space. space. Yeah. Whatever. Which I haven't played, but I have Dead Space one and two that I'll get into eventually. Um, but there, are a lot of people really love the Dead Space games. Yeah, I forget. I either played one or two. I don't remember, and I liked it. It's just one of those games that I got to a point that I couldn't beat, and I was like, I don't like this enough to keep trying. Right. So I just stopped playing it. Right. 
Okay. Uh, so there was that. And then uh, Epic Games Vice President Mark Rain stated that at the Game Horizon conference that both Sony and Microsoft were fully embracing free-to-play models, saying, quote, the next-gen consoles are going to be fully embracing the free-to-play and the IAP-type business models, uh, end quote, the IAP being in-app purchases. Uh, also saying later on that he was just relating what Microsoft and Sony were, were telling their developers. So, <laughs> So we had to backtrack a little bit. Well, no, because uh, someone called him on it. At someone at the conference called him on it, saying, "You know, there's no evidence of that." And he said, "Well, that's what Sony and Microsoft are telling us. That's what they're telling him." Huh? Yeah. So I don't, I don't like that. But I think free to play games are getting better. Uh, you know, if you take like Planet Side Two as an example, Planet Side Two is a is a solid game. It's a gamer's game. You know, it's not Farmville. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's room for both. Yeah, um, I, I hope they do both. I hope all, like, all the big games don't go free to play with, you know, little in-app purchase microtransaction things. I hope there's still games that you can spend sixty dollars on and you know get your money's worth. Right, and like, I mean, we talked about Dust Five One One Four that's coming out. Yeah, that, that sounds compelling, and yeah. it is free to play. Yep. Um, apparently, it's all cosmetic, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, Plant Side 2, it's all cosmetic stuff and, and like, different weapons, mm-hmm. which all the weapons really are personal preference. So you could find, you know, you could just love all the weapons that you start off with or that you unlock with in-game, in-game stuff that you get. Or you could, you know, well, you can earn the, the currency that you use to buy the stuff, too. That's another good right, thing yeah. about it. You can earn it by playing the game instead of spending the money on it. So It's like uh, Nimble. What's that one we've been playing? Nimble Quest. Quest, yeah. Yeah. With exception to the red gems that you right, have to red. have to buy for four ninety nine or whatever they were. Right. Um, I've still been playing that, by the way. Yeah, I play it a I, lot too. I like I, it. I've actually played it today. I got pretty far. But uh... I just ended ended up uh, upgrading my main character to two star level. Nice. So did that you look helps at the, a lot. Did you look at the cost to get to the third level? Yeah, it's like forty thousand. Yeah, that's gems. ridiculous. I'm not even close, but I'll I'll try and upgrade all my uh, all the other characters to level two. Level two, yeah. So, uh, so my week, uh, weighing of course, starting weight two forty seven last week. My current weight as of this morning was two forty two point six. So it's a loss of what four and a half pounds. Hey. So yeah, uh, I did cheat day today. Ate like a pig. Feel kind of sick now. Um, but that, that's, that's the idea. You know, I look forward to getting back to healthy eating tomorrow, but yeah, a lot of it was water weight from, from last week. Cause I had just ended my bad eating, uh, right, right before the episode started. So, or the, the day before the episode started. So I only, had only been on the diet again for one day. So that's why I probably would normally weigh about 245. So it's all, you know, water retention from salt consumption. So there's that. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back to only having one day a week being a cheat day. And I probably won't eat that well on Mother's Day because that's this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that'll be it. So I should – hopefully we'll be down – hit the 30-pound mark by next week. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, there's that. Oh, I ordered my wife's 3DS, too, for Mother's Day. Should be here tomorrow, Friday. Does she know? Yes, she knows. Oh, okay. Because uh, I couldn't quite afford to get her a game. Yeah. So she had to get a game for it. Um, but yeah, it should be here tomorrow. It's the Royal Purple 3DS. It's a really nice color. 
Uh, and I didn't get her that solely for her. I plan on kind of using it too. There's a, quite a few 3DS RP, 3DS and DS RPGs that I want to play on it. So, uh, are you gonna get Fire Emblem? I'm gonna get Fire Emblem. I want to get The World Ends with You. Mm-hmm. Uh, Radiant Historia is another one I put on there. Etrian Odyssey is another one I put on there. Wow, there's they like, do have, to have a lot of good RPGs, don't they? There's five or six really good ones. Uh, Dragon Quest Nine is another one. Why don't they just make these for the Wii U? I don't know. They should put them on Wii U because I guarantee that would sell. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's that. Uh. And then the last thing I have is I bought the Humble Double Double Fine bundle, uh, which included Psychonauts stacking costume quest, and then if you paid above the average, you got Brutal Legend, mm-hmm. which I did get. So I haven't played any of those games yet, but Psychonauts and stack and stacking were games that I wanted to get anyway. So I was excited to see that the the humble bundle this time around was a double fine bundle if you paid 35 dollars or more you got their next game that they're coming out with too which i cannot remember the name of right now um oh yeah i can't remember either i actually bought it too dan but you're a better man than me because i paid less than the average oh did you i I think i i think the average at the time was like 7.91 and i paid eight dollars that's way too rich for my blood (laughs) i figured i figured like two dollars a game that wasn't bad that's, so, why, that's why it's humble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, as long as you pay over a dollar, you can get the Steam keys. Which sure. did you do that? Yeah, okay. I paid over a dollar. Paid over a dollar. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to get Brutal Legend. It seemed like a cool game. I wasn't sold on it, but I was like, you know what? I would have paid probably five dollars anyway. So for another three dollars to get a, a game to add to my backlog, that's fine. And I've heard so. it's a pretty like it's a good game. It's like funny. Yeah. Uh, Jack Black does the the voice for the main character in the game, so yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. I, uh, we should all play uh, Costume Quest. Oh, is that like a multiplayer game? It's uh yeah oh, yeah. Cool. Will played it a lot on Xbox when it was out on Xbox with his buddies. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay, I'm down for playing that. It looks uh, it looks 90% cool. Sure, it's multiplayer. I thought it was. No, check. But uh, it looks cool. I watched a video for that because I didn't really know what it was all about. So I watched the video on the Steam page for it. Yeah. Because I was... Oh, no, it's just single player. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Castle Crashers. Castle Crashers, yeah. That Will played a lot of. He has it for PC now, too. I think he plays it on PC. Yeah. So that was my week. That's all I've got. What did you do this week, Corey? Um, I had a long weekend of doing things. It was... Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that's right. Um, but the Saturday, maybe it was Friday. Yeah, the Friday before, I went to my very first cigar lounge. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like a swanky cigar lounge. Where I work, there's like a really nice cigar lounge where all the whatever executives go after a long day and, and sit in this very luxurious cigar lounge. The one I went to was on uh, in the East Village, and it was kind of a dump, but, you know, I don't know anything about cigars, so I was just going for the experience. Right. Um, I bought a $14 cigar. It was the second lightest cigar they had. I don't need anything heavy. I just like to have. I just like to puff and blow out the smoke. You know? Yeah. You don't inhale it because it make you barf. Oh, if I inhaled it, I'd throw up. <laughs> um, but the ventilation was really bad, so it was just just a like I don't know. You couldn't see very far in front of you. Um, but the, the cigar waitress, I asked what she was called because you know how coffee people cigar, serve baristas. Called, 
baristas and yeah. bartenders who serve beer are called, you know, bartenders. Um, and she's like, you can just call us a cigar waitress. Uh-huh. Uh, she was really nice and she was young and, and she talked us through, she, she knew we had no idea what we were doing, but, uh, it was actually a lot of fun because once you, once you sit in that environment for long enough, you start getting really lightheaded you feel a little goofy and stuff. You get buzzed uh, from smoking cigars. A little bit buzzed. And, and the, my friend that I went with, he's more of a cigar smoker than me. Still not really a cigar smoker, but he kind of knew a little bit. Um, and it, it was fun. I had, I got my, <laughs> I smoked my cigar down so low. Like I was just holding it with my two fingers, like almost like <laughs> it was a marijuana joint. And I asked the, the cigar waitress for tweezers. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> she thought it was funny. Um, but they actually had one of the most interesting things about it is they had a bring your own beer fee. You could pay $8 and you could bring all the alcohol you'd want to drink. Oh, wow. While you were smoking cigars. There were dudes in there, uh, when we walked in that were drinking 151 Bacardi. Ugh. Yeah. And smoking cigars. I don't know if I could do that. That, that's a night <laughs> that'll put some hair on your chest. Yeah. That's like George Burns tough right there. <laughs> yeah. But it was a lot of fun, and I recommend it if you're looking for something different and you have something like that in your area, and go for it. Yeah, if you're not used to tobacco, you can get quite the buzz off of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know if you remember uh, one of the parties we had at the apartment. We did a cigar clam bake in your car. Do you remember that? And yeah. for like five or ten minutes, we just puffed cigars as hard as we could. It's your sweets. Oh man, that was nasty. I, I remember my eyes were watering, and I think my my we looked like we were all stoned. Our we, eyes were like really bloodshot, and yeah, my, my nasal passages were starting to close up. It was, we it was, reeked. Yeah, it was it was fun though. But yeah, I got more of a buzz off of that than than from all the beer that I drank that night. Yep, yep. My uh, my jacket that I wore that night still reeks. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. So. Okay. But anyway, that's my week. Oh, I did want to mention um, some people asked if we could put our schedule on of our upcoming episodes on our website. I did do that. I put it under the podcast oh, section. Perfect. You just go to our homepage and click on podcast in mm-hmm. the top bar. You'll see like the next three episodes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's subject to change. Right. We actually had to change today's topic uh, to something just me and Corey could talk about. So. Yeah. Subject subject to change, but. I noticed that we're filled through June. Um, I had forgotten that E3 was like the second week in June. Oh, perfect. So it's weird. Yeah, maybe we'll try and do a preview hangover and then um, obviously the E3 recap, which I remember last year being a really long episode. Yeah, so. did, was that a, did we do that as a hangover? The re, We did a preview, I think, as a hangover. What was or, the one me, you, and Will did? Do you remember I that? I think that was a recap. We did it like right after, almost immediately after. Yeah, I think that was the recap episode, and I think it was almost four hours long. Oof. Um, just because we had so much stuff to get through. So. Yeah. Well, it goes Monday to that Wednesday, so if okay. we record on Thursday. Oh, yeah, it'll be immediately after. It'll be all fresh in our minds, too. Yeah. Cool. All right, anything else? That's it. All right. Uh, Well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with our main segment on Metro 2033 right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 94 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. As I said before the break, we are going to be doing our main segment on Metro 2033. Metro Last Light is due to come out uh, next week at this time, or next Tuesday the what 12 14th 14th 
Uh, so we, we decided uh, at the last minute that me and Corey would would talk about Metro 2033 for this week to kind of to play it and get a little background on the game because it seems like a seems like an awesome awesome series. So seems like something we should like. Yeah, definitely. Um, for those that don't know, it's a first person shooter, a single player only first person shooter. Uh, you're, it takes place primarily in the old metro system of Moscow, where survivors of a nuclear war kind of make 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 their living. Um, it's in the perspective of the character Artyom, A R T Y O M. I think Artyom. They kind of pronounce yeah Artyom. They kind of pronounce it we- weird in their in their Russian accents, but it's it's Artyom. Uh, humans and animals left the surface are left on the surface, mutated into creatures known as Dark Ones. Um, they're kind of weird, almost human-wolf hybrid-looking things. They're pretty hideous-looking. Um, they, they're they're kind of raiding RTM's, uh, RTM's, his metro, his his village in the metro. Um, and, and the game starts with RTM setting off to uh, find help for his beleaguered station. Uh, I first actually played Metro for our Armageddon episode, um, I only played it briefly because uh, that was the before I had upgraded my video card and my computer, and I didn't have or I didn't realize I still had a wired controller that I could play the game on a, with a controller. Um, I had my old video card, so it didn't it ran like garbage on my old computer. So I didn't play it for very long, other than um, I don't even know if I completed the first mission. I don't think so, but. I reloaded again uh, since Metro Last Light came out, uh, but I had some technical. Before we get into the actual game, I had some technical difficulties. Uh, I loaded it up and it looked like crap and ran like crap, and uh, I was getting a lot of screen tearing and stuff. So of course, you know, I hit the hit the internet looking for fixes and whatnot. Uh, it turns out that the game is notorious for being kind of a bastard to get working right on your computer, regardless of the type of computer that you have uh a lot of people had issues with it um it took lots of tinkering and whatnot before i could finally get it right to, to where it runs nice and smoothly and what i had to do uh with obviously with excessive excessive screen tearing it's usually a refresh rate problem uh so i had to figure out how to turn on vsync there's not actually an option in the graphic settings to to enable vsync so you have to go into the configuration files and change it manually that way so i had to do that to turn on vsync after that i was still having issues uh which i figured out was because i was running it on direct x 11 i had to downgrade to direct x 10 and then I changed the field of view a little bit to to give me a more wider perspective, which is better for more widescreen monitors. So I did all that stuff and finally got the game where it's running very nicely. Uh, looks great. Graphics are really good. I think I have it running on high. Yeah. Not ultra high. I think it I does, could. It does look good for a game that came out in 2010. Yeah, it's it's three years old at this point, so... Um, which it's crazy to think that 2010 is three years, three years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, older games on my computer, for whatever reason, I need to have VSync on, uh, cause they, they, uh, dirt, dirt two is another game that I had to turn on VSync in order to get it to look nice. Cause otherwise there was a lot of screen tearing with, with especially with fast movements and stuff. So, um, luckily it has an option though. It's not in the actual graphic settings. You have to tinker with it yourself, but I don't mind doing that stuff as long as it's not, uh, not too difficult so and as long as you succeed at it right right as long as you don't screw it up which i also ended up having another problem that's almost 
could be fatal for for me for the game. Um, the autosave doesn't work at all. What? Uh, apparently, and I had other people were coming across this problem too, um, but there I haven't found a fix that works for me. Yeah, the autosave doesn't work, so uh, I can only load a game from like the beginning of a section where you enter a new area. Like a new chapter. Not, not You know how the chapters are broken down into sections, too? I can reload oh, okay. from the beginning of a section. So okay. I can't, I can't autosave at all. So I'm, I'm, I'm at the section where you are uh, with, the, with the communists and the Nazis where they're fighting each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I cannot get past that. So I ha- what I have to do in order to advance to the next spot, because I can't autosave, like, you know, there's a couple sections during during each map where you can where, where it'll autosave for you, and you just revert back to that. I have to beat a whole section basically without dying, or without dying. So it's like if I was to beat the game, it, was, it would have to be without dying, basically, you know? Yeah. Because I if, I, if I die, it ends up re- resetting everything. I have to. Exi- oh, if you die, it takes you all the way back to the beginning of the section. It take well, it takes me back to the beginning of the game because that's the the auto save that saved. Um, uh, it takes you back to the beginning of the game, so you have to exit and then go back to go like, back, continue. go back, go back to load, and I have to load from the beginning of each Whatever little section. section. Uh, that sucks. And, and, yeah, it, it does. Which because it, it's it's a hard game. Maybe I'll maybe I'll lower the difficulty all the way. Yeah, you're more than halfway through it. Just put it on easy and. Just cook through the rest of it. Maybe I'll do that because uh, what what ended up happening is in documents, like the 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 folder that it saves in, for whatever reason, it's checked uh, read only, mm-hmm. and supposedly there's a way you can uncheck that. Well, you can't you can uncheck it, but as soon as I uncheck it and close it and save it and close it and open back up, it, it's back to checked again. So I it, it can't write anything to the autosave folder. Uh, there's supposedly supposedly a uh, fix in the command prompt that. I haven't been able to get to work, so I cannot auto-save the game, which is there unfortunate. Is, there, there is a fix for that, Dan, because I also had to go into the config file, not for any of the issues you just uh, talked about, but I wanted to live stream it. Oh. And in order for me to live stream, I don't have the full version of the XSplit broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the trial version or whatever, you can only play games in windowed mode. So I was trying to get it in windowed mode so I could live stream it for Thumbstick Athletes. Um, so I actually had to go through and do that. And one of the ways to fix it was to edit that config file. And somebody said, you know, once I do that, it just reverts back every time I load the game Mm -hmm. to read only or something like that. Mm -hmm. But there was a way to, to keep it. So it wouldn't do that. I wish I could remember how to do that. What was it in the command prompt? I I don't remember. That's how I had to do it. I had to go into the command prompt and enter like, uh, I had to change the attribute from read, uh, read only to. Yeah, I, I don't know. It turned off the read-only attribute and turned on something else. Hmm. I don't know, but it it wouldn't save that way either. It would tell me it, it would say something like, will not overwrite hidden files or something like that. I'm like, yeah. oh, you know what, screw this. But yeah, I think I'm going to, maybe I'll just try lowering the difficulty all the way to like super easy or whatever. Because I, I have it on like normal. I'm pretty sure I usually try and play first-person shooters or any game really on the normal difficulty. So maybe I'll lower it to easy and... That uh, that specific chapter you're talking about, or we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but um, just briefly, I also had a hard time with that one, and then I kind of figured out that the, if I just snuck... The stealth way. Yeah, I didn't really worry about killing anybody. It worked mm-hmm. to my favor. Yeah, uh, did you figure out how to go like underneath on the ground, like way down below? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 what I find, and I got really far, but I get I get to the point where you're at the Nazi thing, and then they always find me and end up killing me. So, yeah. Do you um, shoot out lights and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll have so to just, try that. Just, just to back up a little bit, because I feel like we jumped yeah, pretty far we ahead. Did. Um, I thought, and I think a lot of people think that it's really easy to compare this game to Fallout Three, and there are a lot of comparisons you can make. But I think we we've talked about it before, but it, it's way more of a shooter. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you are like, there's a lot of scavenging for ammo and health kits and it's, you know, post-apocalyptic and there's a lot of nuclear fallout that you have to avoid just like in fallout. Um, and the sound effect sounds the same when you're near the nuclear fallout, the, yeah. like, uh, the rad meter going off. Yep. Yeah. It sounds I noticed the exact same in, in Metro. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in this game is the supernatural elements, which I, I really, really like. Me too. I thought that it's 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 something that something else about the game that draws you into it because you want to figure out what exactly what exactly you're dealing with, and that that's where I'm at right now. Like I want to figure out what's the deal with these supernatural things that keep appearing to your character. Yeah. So so it's Russia. I mean, Russia has had a shitty life for the yeah. most part, and I think this game really kind of capitalizes on that feeling. You're the game's atmosphere is so well done, and that's. That's one of the things that's praised, praised about it critically, and I would totally agree. Um, it's just that feeling of claustrophobia in the metro tunnels. And every now and again, you do go above ground. I like that you don't do it more than, like, two or three times. Yeah. Uh, because it's really when you're in the tunnels that the magic happens, in my opinion. And some of the, the – uh, just going back to how it's more a shooter than, you know, an RPG like Fallout, some of the shootouts you find yourself in can get really intense. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you had the same experience, but I, I got to the point where I, I had such a good time, and I'll say it now, but I think it's my favorite first-person shooter of all time. Really? Okay. Yeah, I liked it that much, and yeah. I got to the point where I was in my room, and I was playing this game, and you know I had my lights on, and my laptop next to me had the hockey game on, or whatever, and I was just playing, and I realized like I would probably enjoy this a lot more if I turned the light. So I turned the lights off, I shut everything down, I lit a candle, I lit a candle next to me, and put my headphones on, and I oh, nice. down. And started playing, and it was it was so insane. And like you said, the game is difficult, yeah, um, even on normal. And and just getting in some of those shootouts because the the weaponry is really cool, and like stealth is a big part of it too. You don't necessarily want to go in guns blazing. Um, if you can take out a few guys with your knives and in in that way uh, stealthily without anybody hearing, you're in a better you're in a better place because there's less guys you got to deal with but yeah. just the, the especially the sound design with when bullets whiz by you and hit the wood and the wood explodes next to you and you're ducked down and i love it yeah i'm with you no, i really like it i really like about in that regard too is um there's no health meter it's just the i forget what i don't know what they'd call it there's a word for it but it's like the red haze yeah the red haze like you know the more you get shot you just die um you can regenerates if you don't get shot for a while and you have health kits so if you're in really bad shape you inject yourself with some health Mm -hmm. which took me a while to figure out how to do yeah (laughs) but um once i did it was really nice um so yeah and and just the attention to detail in that game is incredible and i can't think of like a specific example for that right now but it's just like just the small touches here and there and and the it's obviously based on a book, so they have yeah. a lot to draw from. Um, but just I, like, actually, I actually really want to read the book. I put it on my Amazon wish list uh, yeah. after after playing the game because I'm like, wow, this this came from a book. I'm gonna have to read this book. 
Yeah, so. and there's just like it's just it's they give you just enough information to wet your whistle and make you want to know more, and it's not too much that you just don't care about it. Yeah. Um, and that's you know I've talked about that being one of my issues for Skyrim is all this information is thrown at you and it's not I don't know like I don't care about any of it but in this game like it's never it's never fed to you in a way you don't want to deal with it's just like kind of there and you can listen to it you know mm-hmm. I don't know it's kind of hard to explain but yeah one of the things I really like like you were saying with the with the setting and attention to detail the the metro it really feels like the people have eked out a living for themselves you know, in the, in this Metro and are, you know, protecting with, with their lives. Like, you know, when, when you're, when you first start the game and, and it's under, you get out, you get attacked by the, the dark ones as they're called, you know, you really feel like you're protecting the people that, that can't protect themselves. And like, you really feel like you're, you're their last hope to go out and, and, you know, get whatever help you can for, to protect your station it really yeah. feels like people are actually eking out a living in in this, uh, apocalypse world you know and that's, they put a like lot of that. they jam a lot of people into those areas it, yeah it, you know you go into skyrim and the population seems like it should be thousands but really it's like 50 you right know? right um but in the in these stations there are a lot of people and there's a lot of sounds going on so mm-hmm. it feels more alive and, yeah. and just like everyone's having a conversation yep. that you can stop in and listen to yeah and there's like it's a shooter but it's not there are chapters and sections where you don't shoot anything yeah um i liked how early on in the game after you do i forget what chapter it is but you're going and you're drinking vodka with the the guys and they're Mm -hmm. talking about your heroic feats yeah and everybody around is like cheersing and stuff like that doesn't happen in a shooter you know it's it it takes the time to immerse you in it and that i i really appreciate that yeah uh just going off that one of my favorite probably my favorite chapter so far i haven't beaten it i'm on chapter somewhere in chapter seven okay uh, and i think there's nine okay don't quote me on that i'm not sure um but was when you first meet the guy con uh-huh oh he, yeah he takes you into sections of the subway that humans don't go through anymore or or he said mutants for that matter and that's when all the supernatural stuff starts happening and that stuff is awesome because yeah. One of the complaints I saw about this game, just reading the reviews, was that they never... Yeah, there's creepy elements to the game, but they never go out of their way to make it scary. And I like that about it, because it feels more real to me when it's not scary like that. Like, this is RTM's world. He's He was one of the first... He's 20 years old in the game. It takes place in the year 2033. He's 20 years old. This is his world. Like, he grew up. This is all he knows. And um, for for him to walk through this stuff like it's just it's sort of another just another day in the park sort of thing you know it's like all this stuff exists but it's like it's the coexistence between the the humans and these supernatural elements because all these terrible things have happened yeah not to mention the mutants and everything like that's just their way of life that's all they know um so but to actually see that and the way it's executed is so awesome you know, like he'll tell you to stop and make sure your lights on because if your lights on, the ghosts will kill you. Or I don't know if they kill you. I never actually didn't have my light on, but uh, it just it plays with with your your character's light and like the sounds and and everything. It's I love it. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And well, I I kind of I, well, I don't. I guess I don't agree with. The, yeah, I, I also read some of the some of the critiques of the, of the game where that they they 
set up these scary moments but don't really follow through. And I, I, I think I disagree with that because I, I think part of what makes it scary is not really knowing what yeah. what 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 the deal is with that with this stuff and and you know wanting to figure out for yourself at least work from where I am in the game which is about halfway through you know I, I like that uh, it didn't go out of its way to scare I think I think the existence of the supernatural stuff in the game is is scary enough to me sure it, with, it's without without it without it jumping yeah jumping out at you yeah. I, I like that it it's doesn't subtle. need to be dead space you know right. Exactly. Or whatever else, it's it's because it's not about that, right? Um, IGN actually gave the game a six point nine, and I think that's why I missed it because this was before we were doing this podcast, and at that time I just like would look at IGN reviews and right, you know, be like, meh, IGN didn't like it, I'm done. Um, but overall, it, it rated pretty well. Yeah, I um, actually trying. I was thinking back, uh, you know, when it came out, and obviously I wasn't playing as many games either. But I think I had it confused with a different game when I saw the name. I want to say I had it confused with like Earth Defense Force twenty 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 two or something like that, and I had it conf- had that confused with with this game. I think if yeah. I had read about what this game was actually about, um, I actually got it as part of the Humble THQ bundle. Uh, which I got, you know, eight good games for ten bucks or whatever. I ended up paying for it fifteen. I don't know what I paid for it, but yeah. um, and I was like, oh, you know, this game it kind of looks interesting. I'll probably never get around to playing it. Uh, I played it briefly for our apocalypse games things, and then Corey suggested we play Metro. I think it was at the beginning of this week that we play Metro twenty thirty three. You know, so we can talk about Metro Last Light next week. Um, cause that was a, a title that I, I wanted to get. So I was like, yeah, now's the, the best time to actually play it. And I'm glad it did because it's awesome. It Turns really out is. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was really glad to play it. I think Will would really like it. Yeah. I know he didn't want to try. I think Eric would even really like it. Yeah. I was talking um, to Eric a little bit about it today. Yeah. It's, it's, if you haven't played it, definitely give it a, give it a try. You can get it for cheap these days cause they want you to play it before last light. Well, last light's out in a week. So it yeah. might be a little late for that, but, um, yeah, it's it's really it's really awesome. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of a cult cult hit because it wasn't it didn't sell super well, but uh, the people that do play it really seem to like it. I've I've only come across a handful of of people talking about it in various places that didn't really care for it. So yeah, and just going back to my attention to detail stuff, like it has stuff that other games would think is is superfluous like it's not necessary to the gameplay experience like the the charge thing for your flashlight yeah like that's such a silly little thing but to me it's it's great it and, ad- uh, it adds to the you know your it adds to the to the immersion, immersion. exactly yeah. cuz you have to switch over to your your uh what do they call it like a crank charge or whatever yeah. you switch over to your crank thing to charge up your flashlight so you get a stronger light which is actually useful in some situations like sometimes you want to be able to see a little bit better and a little bit further um the gas mask is another big thing like a lot of play a lot of shooters would just do it automatically for you but if you go in somewhere where there's uh toxic or nuclear fallout gas whatever uh you actually have to put your your gas mask on and you also have to have a steady supply of filters for it because um, if you run out of filters, you'll choke to death and die. And yeah. and if you have a gas mask and you're seeing a lot of combat, it'll get all cracked and stuff, so it's hard to see through. So you got to pick up a clean one yeah. on the ground to, to be able to see good again. And that, that stuff, I mean, 
you wouldn't see something like that in a Call of Duty, you know? It gets foggy, too, if you wear it for long enough, and you got to take it off for a little while, so it yeah. it defogs, which is awesome. Yeah, and the, and the weapons are all really cool. Yeah. I, I read that some of them are fictional, not real, but it's all like, it, it even though it takes place in 2033, it has a very World War II feel to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, it's Russia. Russia has seen better uh, centuries. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, but yeah, it's just all that, that, those little touches and the ammunition is a big part of it. They actually use ammunition as currency. Um, I think you can use the, the better bullets, like the pre-war bullets, they call them in your guns, right? Yeah, you can shoot them. I actually did that on accident, not realizing that, uh, I was shooting my currency into, into enemies with my automatic (laughs) rifle, but they do a lot more damage, right? They do a lot more damage. Yeah. And, uh, they, they shoot more accurately. So, um, but yeah, they're used for currency. You can, you know, buy more weapons, buy more, uh, uh, you can buy a suit of armor to make it so you take less damage, which I didn't end up having enough bullets for. I didn't uh, know you could do that. Where do you, where do you buy that at any of the shops? That was at the market station. Okay. Is that the free one? The free station? Yes, I believe okay. so. Cause I think I just went through there and you needed like a hundred bullets for it. And I only had like 20 cause I shot all mine. I sold <laughs> some stuff. But I only ended up making about twenty. I would have had enough. They're in the ribs of some bandits now. Yeah, exactly. I th- yeah, because I think that's where I used them. So, yeah, I like the inventory management stuff too. That's 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 kind of important to me, especially in a first-person shooter, which is not my my favorite game type. But I do really like this is a story-driven one. It's different, you know. Uh, it's uh-huh. not centered around its multiplayer because it doesn't even have multiplayer, which I also really like. It's so. it's uh, another one of my favorite bits of the game was when they're smuggling you out of one of the stations to get into the uh, another one, and they put you up into the luggage hold of yeah. one of the hand cars on the rails. Yep. And it's like five minutes of you just you can't see much because you're in the luggage hold and you're just hanging out while the dudes above you are talking. You can listen to their whole conversation and yep. it's interesting because yeah. it fills you in on the world a little bit. But like it's those little things that any other game would be like why the gamers not doing anything why would we want them to do that yeah like, it's it's perfect the that's the mission i'm stuck on okay it, yeah, is the part i'm stuck on is when when that breaks and you you know fall through and that's fall through and yep. then you gotta bust through okay yep. yeah that's where i'm stuck so yeah but uh definitely two thumbs up for me oh absolutely uh you know like Corey said it's cheap at this point uh, for a while there, they were giving away free Metro 2033 keys on that's, their Facebook page. That's how I got mine. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Through through Steam or whatever? Yeah. Was it? Um, yeah, it's cheap now, so definitely. I, I actually pre-purchased my Metro Last Light today, so I'll be downloading that for next week. I look forward to it. Hopefully. On Steam? Yep, Steam. It was. It's uh, 44 if you have a copy of Metro 2033. Oh, dang. Including so, a Steam one? Yeah. If you have it on Steam, you can buy it off of Steam for forty forty five. That's a really good deal. Yeah. Who's the publisher? Uh, Deep Silver. Oh, that's right. Deep good Silver, bu- yeah. Deep Silver ended up buying four A four A games. That's a good and, buy, in my opinion. And Volition, who does the Saints Row games. Yeah. So they, I think they made they made some good purchase. THQ had a lot of good games. They really yeah. did. It's unfortunate. Yeah, that they had to had to go under mismanagement, I guess. Yeah, the the UDraw tablet, I guess, was a big issue in that. Oh, okay. I don't even really know what that is, to be honest with you. No. Um, but yeah, Metro is is awesome. 
And just the, even the stealth elements, like totally out of the blue. You know, you got to sneak around in the dark. There's a little one of your watches is like a meter. It tells you how hidden you are. Yeah. You'd sneak around and knife dudes, shoot out lights. My best weapon is actually a pistol with a scope and a silencer. Uh-huh. It's like a little sniper gun. I actually didn't realize stealth was important until I figured out that you could use stealth on that mission that I'm stuck on to sneak up on people and kill them when they're not when they're not looking. I had yeah. never even done that up until now when I'm trying all these different things to get through this level that I'm stuck on. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think tonight when I play, I'm going to, I want to, I'll change the difficulty to easy and ho- hopefully power through it. Burn through it. Yeah, because I, I really wanted to beat it before this Me episode, too. but I definitely want to beat it before the next game comes out because I don't want to miss out on any of the story stuff, which is important for this game, you know. Yeah, and I'll definitely be buying the book with within the next couple of weeks and read uh, that. If so. you read it, send it my way. I will. I will. Speaking of which, did you ever read that Guild Wars book I sent your way? I haven't gotten to it yet. No, uh. I don't. I I should read more than I do, but yeah, I, I, it's hard. Well, now it's summer. If you start reading in the summer, you fall asleep. <laughs> that's true. Although you know, my son likes playing on the back porch, and that's usually when I read now. So because I don't there have anything go. else to do, so. Yeah. Yeah, Metro Twenty Three, highly recommended. Uh, do we does do, should we do review cards for it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm so far behind on the review cards. I got <laughs> I think like six that are backed up. Oh, well, you're busy. I need to go through. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll get there. I we'll, do I do it, but I don't want to screw it up. In a couple weeks, I'll have uh, a good amount of free time, so mm-hmm. I'll get all caught up then. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break and be back with our feedback and roundtable segments right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 94 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Uh, before we get into feedback, a couple couple business items. Oh, for, before we even do our, our drawing, I forgot to mention during... Uh, my week that I posted my watch out for this week. It's on a game called Star Citizen. So it's a kind of a it's a PC space piloting sim Eve Online Wing Commander mashup type of game. It looks really amazing. So uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, we're also going to be doing our Don't Starve drawing right now. So Yay! yeah. <laughs> So what we're what we're doing is we have a list of all the people that retweeted and followed us on Twitter. Um, right here, we're going to do a random number generator uh, to to in the in the numbered list and just uh, message the the winner. So Corey, go right ahead. Can we say how many entries we had? Yeah, uh, we had twenty six entries. Uh-huh. So if we do this in the future, pay attention because. One out of twenty-six is a pretty good chance. Yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad chance at all. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna click the random jump number generator. You ready? Okay. Yeah. All right. The number is three. Three. Okay. It is uh, at Z L I B D on Twitter. So Z Z E is the person who who won our copy of Don't Starve. So I don't know if you want to message them, Corey. Congrats. Congratulations! I don't know if you want to me- message them uh, and and let them know uh, to send us their Steam name and we'll we'll get them their copy of Don't Starve. Yeah, I should, I'll t- I'll tell them to direct message it to us and then we'll direct okay. message with the Steam code. Perfect. It's that easy. I think I have to gift it. 
Oh. So I, I'll just need their Steam name to gift it to them. Steam name. Okay. Yeah. I think. Okay. That's how it works, right? That's them right now. All right. So, yeah, uh, at ZL... Z-L-I-B-D on Twitter, or Z, Z it's just Z-E for, for, for the name. So uh, congrats on that. All right. Um, feedback. I think we only had one piece of feedback this week. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is from Ryan in Iowa. Yeah, Eric usually compiles our feedback, so. Uh, if I if I did miss anything, let me know, and we'll definitely read it next week. Uh, okay. He says, hey, fellas, uh, great previous episode, but I hope Will is doing better so him and Eric can butt heads and shit talk each other, as usual, of course. Uh, sorry, Ryan, but uh, neither of them are here this <laughs> week. <laughs> next week, everyone should be back, though, so that should... Uh, that should be rectified for next week's episode. Do you, do you think he's disappointed that this feedback is being read on an episode with just you and I? <laughs> Maybe. I hope not. No, I doubt it. Um, you know, the, the, the trash talking between Will, Will and Eric is, it's entertaining, but yeah. What can no, there's do? usually not much trash talking going on at all when Eric's not on. No, we don't I feel like he's the instigator. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> And Will's more likely to oblige him by trash yeah, talking back. For sure, I'm not a trash talker. You, you're more of a, a comment person than a trash talker. So, yeah. Uh, I really like Tito's idea of having the list of or the a list of the upcoming schedule for us to reference. I think that would help us regulars out and knowing what to chime in about. Uh, as Corey said earlier, it's on our podcast link on our website now. Yep, and it's only the upcoming three episodes. Yeah, right? I mean, if people really want to see more, then that's fine. But I don't feel like too many people are thinking more than three weeks ahead. Yeah, that and uh, our schedule is is usually subject to change quite a bit. So, um, really, like you can expect if there's a game that's co- a big game that's coming out that we'll do an episode on it that up mm-hmm. that coming week because the games come out on Tuesday usually. So we'll probably do an episode on it on Thursday, um, and then fill in the other weeks with you know what whatever our our gaming 101s and stuff like that so um but yeah uh our the next three episodes should be should be up on there i think they're pretty settled obviously we're doing metro last light next week uh the week after that is the xbox announcement yeah and then what's the week after that uh i can tell you right now uh no yeah so oh wait no i don't have it up excuse me here for listeners, yeah, we'll give them a preview of the next several episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so next week we've got Metro Last Light. Then the Xbox 720 announcement is the following week. Uh, the week of May 30th is going to be our top five ambassador games, games that best represent the video game medium. Um, this is one that Dan was talking about that will, might get moved depending on what's going on, but. Uh, First week in June is our Gaming 101 Publishers episode, followed by our E3 2013 recap. So that's all the way into the, the middle of June. That's kind of what we have planned ahead. Uh-huh. So. Okay. If you're curious. Perfect. By curious. 
Uh, also, is there a spot on your website, uh, or maybe throw it up in your Facebook page, a list of your Xbox, PS3, or Steam accounts? I'm still holding out hope that Eric will let Will borrow Defiance, but also hopefully, uh, hopefully Eric, Jake, and I have played a bit together by the time you read this. I gotta move closer because it's hard to see. Usually it's on my tablet now, it's right in front of my face. Uh, let's see. I'm still holding out hope that Eric will let Will borrow Defiance, but also hopefully Eric, Jake, and I have played a bit together by the time you read this, Dan. But I'm interested in this Monaco game. We'll be very willing to get it if I knew I could just get on and hit Dan or Corey up and give it a whirl with them. But yeah, just trying to find more multiplayer games to get into. Hint in Will's direction. I just realized aside from my roommate, I should do more interactive social gaming, especially since I have been loving Defiance. But also a really strong component is because Idaho Jake and I just have a hell of a great time with it. And because of the social helpful dynamic adds, because of the social helpful dynamic adds a ton of enjoyment uh, of a game as a whole. I wasn't a big MMORPG guy, but uh, I can see and do feel uh, more of the fun of the social aspect. I was such a beater and a loner RPG player in the past, and I've been changing that more, changing that mold more and more. I think Corey said something like this a few months ago about RPGs. Anyways, I just wanted to put that out there and would love to play with uh, any other listeners and yourselves. Finally, I wanted to extend an invite to Will and Corey and say it's not too late to jump off the Rangers since they are in a hole and hope uh, and hop onto the, the Blackhawks train. I'll officially wave the bandwagon hate. I hope Dan is already slightly on board with the Blackhawks, but we should take care of uh, Michael's wild soon enough, despite that tough game on Sunday. But pretty pretty great playoff hockey thus far, with the exception of the Sharks series, which I am fine with for some reason, which I don't yeah. totally know why. I hate the Canucks. And starting with those, don't show up in the playoffs. Sedin brothers, hope to hear some hockey talk from all of you. Uh, also, shout out to Eric and his buddies since the Islanders have been having a hell of a series as well. John Tavares needs to just start taking over uh, and changing, making the Pens play the Islanders style of hockey. If the Islanders want a good chance to win the series, I think. Uh, well, that is all I got this time around. Thanks again, fellas. And don't spend the 20 bucks just on booze. Haha, <laughs> JK. Uh, I know you will put it to good use, Dan. Seriously, thanks for all the free content as always. Ryan in Iowa. Uh, let's see. Step-by-step address. Step-by-step, yeah. Uh, Xbox, PS3, Steam accounts. Do we want to put that on our About Us page, maybe? We we keep meaning to do that. I I don't know if we want to... That's up to you guys. I mean, I'm fine with... If if you want it, just ask us. You know, our Twitters are easily available. Right. Um, Ryan, since you asked, you know, we're happy to shoot them over to you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you actually want a page dedicated to our... On our on our account site information, I don't. I don't right. Know. Yeah, we'll uh, maybe maybe in a reply to this, we'll put our because I'm not even fully aware of what my Steam thing is. My Steam name is. <laughs> I don't think I am. Either. I mean, I know. I think I'm. I think I'm playing Sparky. I'm playing Sparky in a lot of places. Right. Two words. I'm but usually, I don't know if it's one word on Steam. I don't. I'm usually Captain Bulgebelly, but I think it's different for my for my Steam account. It's Captain Bulgebelly for Xbox Live. If you want to friend me on Xbox Live, I'm not on Xbox Live anymore. But uh, Dirt Two is a games for Windows Live game, so it's I earn achievement points for Xbox Live and stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Uh, okay. It's the first time I've been on Xbox Live, quote unquote, in a while. 
but yeah, well, once I find out, maybe I'll I'll send you a message on Facebook and let you know what my my Steam account is. Yeah, for sure. Likewise, because that's all I'm count. I'm, I'm currently using. I love having Steam friends. Yeah, me too. I love being able to see what people are into and what they're playing. And I like to see what people bought have bought and have in their library. Yeah. Um one one of our listeners actually pretty much has any game I click on, he owns it. It's Chase. Yeah. He's got an intense amount of games for for Steam. I can't I can't everything I click on he has, which is crazy. Um Eric will borrow Defiance. I don't know if Eric has gotten to play Defiance. I have I talked to him a little bit today, but he was he was at work, so I didn't get to talk to him for very long. I didn't didn't ask him. Uh, I know he wants to. Yeah, he does want to. I I I want I know he wanted to finish Bioshock first, so maybe if he's done with that, he'll he'll play some Defiance. Oh, There's something else he wanted to play. Oh, next uh, next Tuesday is when Dust comes out too. Dust five fourteen. Is that right? Maybe yeah. I have to play that too. Yeah, and I know Eric. Eric said he want he's going to get Metro Last Light too. So I don't know if you. I don't know when, when he's going to get to Defiance. Huh. Uh, interested, in Monaco? Are we willing to give it a whirl with us? Yeah, like I said, we'll we'll get you our Steam account names. That's that's where we have the game. Uh, more multiplayer games. Uh, oh yeah, he he's figuring out he likes the MMORPGs now. It's hard not to like them. It it really is. I'm not really a social gamer or a multiplayer gamer, but uh, I do. There's something even there's something about MMORPGs, and even though I don't join groups a lot or raids or stuff, or even when I'm doing World versus World, I'll usually do what's called roaming, which is where you run around by yourself or yeah. with maybe one other person. I just like that you can play with other people if you want to, you know, and especially in Guild Wars 2, I think does a nice job because I think Defiance does kind of the same thing is you don't have to be in a group to be taking part in an event with other players, you know, which is really, you know, really fun for me. Uh, I think Defiance is kind of the same thing where like an event will start happening and you just kind of jump in and, and join it. And I really think that brings players together without forcing them to find a group. And, you know, the, the whole group dynamic is never something I really liked anyway. Um, you know, especially with the elitist players that you can get into a group with and they, they criticize you for not pulling your weight or whatever. Not Uh, having the epic fancy flaming sort of whatever plus two to whatever. The sword of a thousand truths. (laughs) Yeah. The sword of a thousand truths. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I never cared for that. And you know, most games don't have that, but you'll, you'll still have a few players that are, or well really in uh in guild wars it's more of the class classist people like if you're not a a, a mesmer or an elementalist or a warrior forget about it you forget about finding a group for high level dungeons you know yeah which sucks and I, I don't like that but there's so many other things you can do in a guild wars and it seems like a defiance that uh you know that doesn't matter when it gets so. to that point though it stops being like role-playing for me i try to every now and again i'll catch myself kind of thinking that way Mm -hmm. but like if you just play the game with like i don't know if you if you play it as a human being interacting with other human beings you take on a totally different perspective and like you're more willing to be helpful and not act like a dick all the time Not act like a dick all the time yeah because um, yeah there's a lot of dicks out there but in the most like people's 
day-to-day interactions. They're not dicks to each other, you know? Right. Whatever. For the most part. It's, uh, that's why everybody needs to watch Sword Art Online. I, uh, I gotta remember to do that. I keep that's forgetting. That's why I keep mentioning it, Dan, is so you'll remember to watch I'm not it. gonna, re- you'll have to text me sometime during the week and remind me, because I won't remember. Guarantee it. Alright. Alright. Um, yeah, I agree. And, like, it, I keep bringing up Guild Wars, but I think the Guild Wars community is generally very good and very helpful. Um, I think I think I talked a couple weeks ago about a guy that I keep coming across that's just a complete dick all the time. Um, but the, even the like the community kind of smacks him down a little bit, so so that's a good thing. That uh, is a good thing. Yeah, well, you know, it's I think it's a it's a good thing that the or it's necessary that the community kind of steps in. And it, he was in a higher higher guild. I think he got disciplined and stuff even by by the people in his guild because he was a, in a reputable guild and just acting like a like an asswipe like a wiener mm-hmm. that's i remember you telling me about that but that was one of the episodes i drank a lot of beer on and okay. i said i was gonna get on and say something to him <laughs> but i couldn't remember his name because it was yeah. really long i still don't remember yeah. and i haven't seen him since good but i've i have not played as much guild wars either because i've been trying to play other things too i still play guild wars every night for at least an hour but He's usually on during the day anyway. Sometimes when my son's asleep during his nap, I'll I'll play a little Guild Wars. But anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, the social aspect, like I said, there's something about it. Uh, even though I don't really play with people, I still like to have them around. I think uh, a lot of times there'll be interesting chats in the in the map chats in in games like that. So I it's think just, that's I don't what know, I like for, about it. For me, it's just it's nice to be part of a connected world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether you're interacting with people or not, you know, yeah. like you said, you know, it's just nice to have that there. Yep. Have that option. And I, you know, I'm not a multiplayer gamer. I've never been one to do PVP in any MMORPG, but I, I play so much world versus world in guild wars and I don't know what it is about it. I just love it. Can't get enough. It's really good. It is really good. I'm going to talk a, a little bit about Neverwinter. Oh, cool. Uh, and what we played, but. Cool. I played a couple hours of that. Okay. Uh, jump off the Rangers bandwagon. Or Ranger, no, it's, it's not Rangers soon. bandwagon. I, I know when Ryan wrote this that the Rangers were... They were like, down 2 they, to nothing. They were, they were down 2 nothing against Washington. But it's yeah. now 2-2. Two, two. They had two games, two wins in Madison Square Garden. Uh, looked okay in game three. Looked awesome in game four. One of my friends texted me and he's like, so do you think your Rangers are going to pull it out? And I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen them play this good in a real long time. Um, so, yeah, they had a real good, real good game for they got just they just got to win, you know, at least or you know, win one game in Washington and hopefully yeah. they can win the other in MSG and it'll be over with. But uh, it's it's unfortunate because I've been watching a lot of hockey this playoffs, um, probably more than I have in the past. Um and part of that is because the Rangers Capital Series has just been boring to me. Oh, really? Other than Game Four, um, yeah, I, I think Game Two it was just like I watched it was like, almost like an exhibition game. I watched the third period in overtime of of Game Two. Yeah, and I mean that was exciting, obviously, because it was overtime and right. a sudden death. But just like I don't know, like the second period, I I actually fell asleep. That's it. Just felt like a Sunday afternoon exhibition game. It was like a baseball um, game. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it's just because it's my team and I have a different perspective or feel when I watch them. I don't, I don't know. But uh, I got, yeah. I never right. got that from watching the Predators in the playoffs. I'm always glued to the television and wanting to barf. Yeah. 
So it must just be like boring hockey. It's it's. I mean, the Rangers' style is a little bit more defensive, like collapse and block shots and capitalize on uh, on man rushes and stuff like that. Um, they don't they don't get a lot of pretty goals, a lot of chemistry goals. You know, a lot of them are dirty or uh, just like yeah, the odd man rushes and stuff. It's not a lot of zone set up and and nifty dangling and stuff like that. Every now and again, they do get those, and when they do, they're awesome. Especially with Rick Nash. Yeah, um, he's who has been he's great in the playoffs. He was good in the game too, especially in the third uh, period. He had a great defensive play that I was very very yeah. impressed by. Yeah, yeah, he's. A, I mean, he's a decent two way player. He's not as. Did you see the Ovechkin from last night? No. It's the. I saw it on Reddit. It was like Ovechkin's awesome back checking skills, and the Rangers make a really nice tic tac toe play. And while it's all going on, like Ovechkin is just skating or is gliding backward like back towards uh the defensive end with his stick on the ice and his hands like straight down he's just gliding in right at the end of the play as they score (laughs) (laughs) great back check ovechkin nice and then he had another douchebag play um i think it was it was Hagelin was skating down the ice with his speed and martin erat was on him and covering him fairly well he was a step behind him but you know he still had the stick around was trying to hit the puck and ovechkin trying to do those highlight reel hits that he gets suspended for being an idiot comes in and slams into bolt. Actually, he just misses, uh, he just misses haggling on like the big, like check to the head that would have probably concussed him or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's fortunate that he missed his head, but he tripped him and Marty Erat up just enough. And Marty Erat went like into the net and hurt his wrist really bad. Uh. Um, I don't know if he's going to play or not, but like Ovechkin hurt Martin Erat because he's a reckless idiot. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. I was sad to watch the Rangers Capitals game and see Erat in a Capitals uniform. So I love yeah. him. Yeah, he doesn't fit in there. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. He's, he's too classy. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I know we're excited for Ottawa, who is going to, I think they have eliminated the abs as we speak. Yep, 6 1, they won. Oh, geez. Well, I wonder if there was a lot of fights at the end of that one. Ottawa moves on. Uh, looking at penalty minutes, a uh, couple. Couple of fights. Acker has twelve penalty minutes. Must have been a fight or two in there. Yeah. Uh, Blunden for the Canadians. I don't know who that is. And G Dumont. I don't know who that is. Hmm. Twelve. So, Not sure. I don't know. But what's his name was hurt. Carey Price was hurt. Peter Budai was in, and he did not uh, play well. No. Let six goals in on twenty nine shots. Ugh. Well, we're glad for Ottawa, though, because uh, pretty much all those players played for Binghamton at some point, with the exception of maybe four or five. Yeah. If that. This is the team we watched win the Calder Cup. Yeah. So, And, and then some players like uh, J.P. Pagel, who uh, didn't make the team at the beginning of the year but came in partway through the year. and Or is it J.G. Pagel? J.P. Pagel? Jean, Jean... Jean Gabriel. J.G. Pagel. Um, I had of until he had a hat trick <laughs> i i knew of him because he he played here in binghamton uh that's okay. the only reason why um, he had two assists tonight so yeah. yep so that's kind of who we're rooting for uh blackhawks i like the blackhawks even though they're in my team's division i like the team i like patrick kane i like jonathan taze i like nick letty i like marion hosa a lot uh the goaltenders i i both like obviously emery was was a binghamton player even um, though he's a douche <laughs> he is kind of a douche, but I always liked him. He was he was fiery and passionate. 
Yeah. Um, so he, he never minded dropping the gloves. So we, we love that about him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like I like the Blackhawks. For... I also like the Wild, though, too. Uh, yeah, I don't mind the Wild. I don't like that Suter went to the Wild, though. I'm still a little yeah. bitter about that. But it's not really his fault. They offered him a good contract, and that's where he wanted to go. So he's that's he's up. He, I mean, Parise went first, right? Parise went first, and then Suter, because because yeah. they're they're you know buds. Yeah. But that game's zero zero right now, and the Blackhawks are up three one. So the Wild could be eliminated. But yeah, I, I do too. I also like the Blackhawks. Dante's is one of, if not my favorite players. So yeah, yeah, they got a good a lot of good young players. They're going to be a good team for a while too. Um, I'm with you in hating the Canucks. Absolutely hate the Canucks. Uh, they beat Nashville, was it last year? No, the, the Coyotes beat them last year. It was two years ago that the Canucks beat the Predators in the playoffs. And uh, You're right about the Sedin brothers. They did nothing in that series. It was all Ryan Kessler who pretty much single-handedly beat the Predators. Um, and I don't hate him for that. Uh, he's a great hard-nosed hockey player. Um, but yeah, the Sedins really did nothing in that series. Maybe maybe a goal or two for Daniel and two assists for Henrik. Maybe nothing for you know their their normal production. But yeah, I, I do not like the Canucks either. I don't I know. Feel why. bad for Roberto Luongo though. Yeah, he kind of got screwed because he you know what he it's because he played well when he played for Vancouver during the regular season that they didn't trade him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he deserves to have a shot on another team, and and he'll get it. Hopefully, they'll trade him in the off season. Well, I just I, I I hate that he has this reputation as a bad playoff goalie, and he's not. No, I think the Canucks just collapse in the playoffs. They're the San Jose Sharks of the playoffs. Who I mean, the San Jose Sharks sweep swept them, but who knows what's <laughs> going to happen in the second and third rounds? Yeah, they'll they'll collapse in some way, and the Hawks or the Kings. Well, how are the Kings doing? Are they two to two still? Two three kings. Two, th- oh, th- kings have three wins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like St. Louis too, even though they're in my division, and I I never really had a problem with Detroit, even though they're my in my division. I normally never root for the defending champs, but because I picked the Kings and the Rangers to go to the Stanley Cup Finals at the beginning of the season. Oh, okay. Um, I want to I want to get two in a row. There you go. Because last year I called it, but yeah, that's the only reason I'm rooting for the Kings. Okay. They have. They, I like some of their players too. I like Dustin Brown and Andre. It's hard not to like Dustin Brown. Yeah, Andre Kopitar, Jonathan Quick, who will be our Olympic goalie next year. Yeah, I don't really care for Mike Richards or uh, Jeff Carter, but no. Well, they're Philly players. And yeah, they're a couple Philly dirtbags. Yeah, so that's why. And I think the only series we haven't talked about, Dano, is Boston Toronto. Oh, I'm indifferent about that one. Yeah. I kind of yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Toronto advance only because they've haven't made the playoffs in so long. Yeah, and they're they've been stinky for so long. You're a Phil Kessel fan, though, right? I like Kessel. I have no problem yeah. with Kessel. Boston's up three one in that series. I'm sure they'll win. They'll end up winning. Uh, they're just a much better team, top to bottom. Yeah, they uh, had a bad end of the season, though. I forget their stat. They were like two and ten or something like that. Uh, yeah, you never know what kind of runs runs they'll go on. Yeah, a three, five, and two in their last ten into the season. Jesus, which isn't terrible. That's but probably not good. that's probably why Montreal was able to come back and win the division because Boston was ahead by a lot for a uh, while. No, Montreal was four, six, and zero oh in their last ten. Huh. 
or maybe this is you know this isn't counting the playoffs. So that yeah, that was their last ten of the season. Right. Okay. Uh, hockey. Yeah. I, yeah. We're we're. I'm rooting for the Islanders. I'm. I, I don't like the Penguins. I grew up a Rangers fan, so I still have all those old rivalries and hatreds. I never really disliked the Islanders that much because they were never very good. Exactly. Uh, for as long as I watched hockey, I know they were awesome in the early '80s, but like I was born in 1983, so I missed most of that. Uh, yeah. Pittsburgh. I'm with you on that. Yeah, Pittsburgh was always hated. Philly was always hated. I never really hated New Jersey as much as those other well, two either. You feel bad for them because every time the Rangers went to Jersey to play a hockey game, it was like another home game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's really hard to hate on a team who, when they're playing in uh, that arena, they're still your team is still cheered for. You know. Yeah, because it's just over the river that, that yeah. where that where their arena is. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Rangers fans there, uh, but yeah, uh, Philly and Philly and Pittsburgh were always hated teams for me. So I don't hate Philly as much now; they're not quite as good. Um, but but Pittsburgh, I hate as much as ever. So yep, me too. Just just vile. They're not good. No, for the players they have, I don't think no. they're very good. No, I swear we had another piece of feedback. Did we? We didn't get an email because that would have been in the feedback folder. Right. I don't know. I think I think Oh yes, we did get another piece of feedback also from okay. Ryan and Iowa. Okay. Uh he says this is also from Ryan Iowa says not sure if any of her, any of you are huge basketball fans, but both the NHL and NBA have just been killing it with their playoff action. Great stuff for my two teams, the Bulls and the Blackhawks. Uh here's hoping at least one of you saw the Bulls B squad shut down LeBron, Wade, and and uh, Chris, insanely overrated Bosch down last night. I uh, hope to hear a bunch of sports talk on the next episode, Ryan and Iowa. Uh, I don't pay attention to basketball at all. However, I do root against the Miami Heat um, because I don't like LeBron James very much. Um, I think he's a ginormous doucher. Uh, I think Dwayne Wade's kind of a sissy. I don't know if you remember from a couple years ago, Corey, he dislocated his shoulder. Uh, in a basketball game, and he had to be carted off in a wheelchair. Uh, he wouldn't. He wouldn't get up and, and walk off the court himself. They took him off in a wheelchair. Like hockey player would get up by himself, skate off the bench, or skate skate to the bench. Uh, they'd probably put his shoulder back into socket on the bench, uh, maybe in the locker room, and then he'd come back out. Like Dwayne Wade just didn't. It was it was kind of sad to watch that he had his head covered with a towel and they rolled him off in a wheelchair like some kind of wussy. <laughs> I have no comment for that. Yeah, um, uh, Chris. I don't know anything about Chris Bosh. Isn't he? The, I think he's the guy that looks like a raptor. Eric and Eric and Will know a lot more about basketball than we do. But I I root against the Heat. I don't like the Heat because of because of LeBron James and his his douchey. Uh, his his douchey press conference saying he was taking his talents to South Beach. So uh, that's all about about all I know. I know LeBron James also won Sportsman of the Year last year, which is also crazy considering we had the Olympics last year um, and all those Olympians that you know, the swimmer, our our girl swimmer, the seventeen year old, eighteen year old swimmer that won all those gold medals. I don't remember her name now, but she should have been the or maybe the girls Olympic uh, gymnast team. They should have been sportsman of the year. 
Yeah. That's insane. You know. What'd that come from Sports Illustrated? Yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh oh uh, Missy Franklin, that's what her name was, with the 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 swimmer. Mm-hmm. She was seventeen or eighteen, high school girl that won how many medals? I don't even know. A lot. So yeah, that's about all. Bas- all the basketball we know. Yeah, basketball is about as as foreign to me as Timbuktu. Right. I know a handful of players. Uh, really, I only know the stuff that's in the headlines about basketball. So I'd have a hard time naming five NBA players right now. Yeah. Uh, see, I could. I could do a. I don't even. I couldn't name a player on every team. There's no way. But a couple teams I could name players. <clears throat> like I said, Eric and Will know a lot more about basketball than we do. I should say, Dan. Also, for your sake, I tweeted Ovechkin's amazing back checking skills. So if you get a chance, oh, I want to see that. Please, That'll please be good stuff. You. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to. Uh, oh, thanks for thanks for that, Ryan. You were the luckily you you were the only one that. Well, not luckily you were the only one that put feedback, but luck, luckily you, you had feedback because otherwise we wouldn't have had any. In this already kind of short episode should we make a rule um that if the person doesn't get back to us about the giveaway within a week we redraw yeah probably i think that's fair i'd I'd say a week is fair. we'll give them a week if we haven't heard from them by by next week at this time we'll we'll do do a redraw yeah okay all right let's get into roundtable uh cory why don't you get started with Roundtable? What you got for us? Sure. So I just got uh, a little IGN has a, a big games at E3 list that they're kind of compiling. I figured um, this might be more for all of us, but uh, Dan, I'll just get your opinion for today on some of the games that are coming out and see if gauge interest and uh, we'll we'll go from there. Um, Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. Yeah. I'm, a I'm little... excited for it. I hate the fact that I'm excited for it. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. It seems like a really cool idea. They have to. They have to work on the gameplay. If the if the gameplay is good, then I'll look into. I'll have to play a demo first mm-hmm. before I actually buy it. But if if they do improve the gameplay and make the controls uh, a little tighter and less glitchy, I'll 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 definitely look into it. Yeah. Again, compelling concept, but yep. it's all in the execution. Right. Uh, that game is not confirmed for E3, but it's it's rumored. Okay, I think I, it, it has to be there. They'll have something there for it. Yeah, it's a multi-platform coming out holiday or you know not necessarily holiday, but October. It's it, it's definitely going to be there. Yeah, uh, it's Ubisoft. Uh, Battlefield Four is confirmed for PC, PS3, and 360. I know Dan, you and I are whatever kind of indifferent, right? On that, um, I'm sure Will and Eric are really excited for that. Yeah, definitely. Beyond Two Souls is conf- or not un- unconfirmed for PS3, but I-, I guarantee you they'll be there. Yeah, um, that's one Eric and I are really excited about. That's one I'm jealous that I don't have a PlayStation for. Dan is Dan's jealous on that one. Yeah, um, yeah, you would like. Did you never played Heavy Rain? Did you, Dan? Nope. I'm surprised that hasn't come to PC yet. Uh, I think I think we had planned on Eric letting me borrow his PlayStation for like a weekend so I can just play through that game. Okay. I think that's what we're gonna do. Okay. Uh, Call of Duty Ghosts, not confirmed, but that'll definitely be there. Um, Deep Down is unconfirmed. That's a PS4 title that was announced at their launch. Remember that? The fantasy one that looked really cool? Oh, okay. Who was was making that? Um, Was it Crystal? Capcom. Capcom, okay. 
Yeah, I don't. They should. I don't know. Why? Why would they do that? Why wouldn't they just make the sequel to uh, what you call it there? Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this was in development before or during or something. Maybe. Uh, but that looked that looked really cool, even though they hardly showed any of it. Right. It beautiful. Yeah. Um, Destiny is confirmed. Bungie, PS4 and 360. No PC. Uh, not according to IGN. Okay. Um, but again, it doesn't it doesn't have whatever Xbox has their next gen, whatever that's right. going to be. Right. We'll probably know more about that in a couple weeks. I'm interested uh, to see about that game, but if it's not coming out for PC, I don't care about it. Yeah. Yeah. Diablo three. No. Not confirmed, but uh, what do you show about that at E3? That you can play it on a controller on the PS3. Which they already showed, you know. Right. It's not, I don't know, there's really, really, I'm sure it won't take up a lot of stage time, let's put it that way. Right. If any. Uh, Dragon Age 3 Inquisition is confirmed. 360 and PS3. Excited? PC? What? It doesn't, it doesn't list it. 360 and PS3. It's got to be P- PC, too. I would think. Yeah. This list is probably incomplete, but uh, I don't know. It keeps our our mind on some of these games. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in it. Uh, I didn't like the second Dragon Age, but I'm hoping they learn from their mistakes in the second one and make a really good third one because the first one was amazing. So, I I kind of you think Dragon Age was just like the West's stab at The Witcher, you know, trying to make their own The Witcher. Yeah, it seems kinda like it. Bit lot the same and i didn't mention that when i was talking about um after i beat the first one but i i thought you know it seemed like yeah i never no i never thought of that but i think you're i think you're right yeah um so drive club is one eric and i talked a lot about for ps4 i don't really know anything about it um i like to feed off of eric's excitement for stuff sometimes Mm -hmm. so that that could be fun if it works as as advertised fifa 14 I could care less if they show any sports games at E3. It's, you know, it's just another iteration of the same thing. Right. Uh, yeah, you feel the same? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm done with sports games pretty much. Uh, Final Fantasy for the PS4 is apparently going to make an appearance. Is confirmed. 15? Uh, uh, no, it's, I think, I'm, I'm guessing it's the 13-3. Uh, um, Thir- Final Fantasy 13-3? Yeah. You didn't know they were doing that? No. Yeah. Oh, they got one more to go. Jesus. Um, I don't know if that's the one they're showing. It just says Final Fantasy on on the IGN webpage, but uh Huh. Uh Infamous Second Son. You didn't play Infamous, did you, Dan? No. No, that's PS4. Um Killzone Shadowfall. I don't really care about Killzone PS4. Knack is for PS4. Um these just these last 3 are unconfirmed. But... That looked cool though during the press conference. That does look cool. Um, we'll see what happens there. Madden 25, not coming out for the Wii U, mind you, um, is confirmed. They're calling it 25 because it's the 25th anniversary. Yeah, and it hasn't changed much since, <laughs> since that Madden long ago. 93 or whatever the first one was. Yeah. Uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team for the 3DS, not confirmed. I'm just trying to run through these and see if there are any that we can have a discussion about. Splinter Cell Blacklist. I, I When I saw E3 last year, I was kind of excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rayman Legends should be cool. cool. Mm-hmm. I'll be more interested in that if and when we get a, get a Wii U. 
that's that's pretty much it. Now, there's a lot of unconfirmed ones, just to suit Legend of Zelda HD, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, the remastered one. None of those are confirmed. But Nintendo's not even going to be there. I don't know if they're going to show games separately. I'm sure they'll have something there for people yeah. to look at. Even if, yeah, even if they don't have a, a big press conference like they did last year, I think they'll have something. Uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt isn't confirmed. Uh, I will be excited to see that. And I, I want to play The Witcher 2 so bad, but I'm waiting. Because so, I don't want to play it too far before yeah. everyone comes out. I'm, I will replay the second one. Well, I should play the first one, too. I want to replay the second one before Witcher 3 comes out. Because um, I have it on PC yeah, now. So there's, there's not really anything too exciting, but then again, not everything has been announced. I think it's going to be mostly geared towards the new systems. I think that's where people's attention is going to be in. Although, you know, I was going to say not necessarily on games, but really with the new systems coming out, that's all I care about is I want to see the games for it. So probably yeah. the, probably they'll announce a lot of new titles at E3, I would think. Yeah, I'm just trying to think which of these games, these next-gen games, again, we don't know what's coming out for Xbox, but like, what which of the PS4 games are getting me excited enough to want to get a PS4? I mean, Knack looks cool, but it's not like, oh my god, I gotta have that system. Yeah. Well, I know Eric's drooling over Drive Club. Eric really wants that. That's his type of game, so that's yeah. what's really got him excited about the PS4. And I know the the share function has him excited about it too. Um, yeah. Uh, that has there was there was one game that I thought looked really awesome, and I don't remember the name of it. It was the one where people start to get superpowers. And they're uh, they're kind of beaten down by the government a little bit. The witness. I don't know. I don't remember the name at all. But it, the evil within. It doesn't sound doesn't sound right. But that that game looked really cool to me um, okay. because it reminded me of the show Heroes. The witness is a puzzle game. Um, That's not it. Oh, is the witness? Is that Jonathan Blow's new game? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Evil Within. I think I, I kind of know what you're talking about, but I don't know. I don't think it's on this list anyway. But anyway, that's just some of the games to keep in mind that are, are coming up. I know people get excited about the the Call of Duties and the whatnots, but uh, you know some of the originals that were excited about Watch Dogs. Yeah, I forgot about Act, that. You know, is another original. I'm looking forward to seeing more Saints Row Four stuff. I watched a trailer for it today that looked awesome because it was actually the trailer they showed at PAX East um, or the, it was a game, like a gameplay demo they had at PAX East where they showed some of the superpowers that you can get and some of the new weapons and there's a mech that you can use in it. I'm like, this game looks awesome. Nice. So I'm pretty excited about Saints Row 4. Mechs are always cool. Yeah. But the superpowers looked amazing and they look like they worked really well too. At least from what I saw. Mm -hmm. Can't wait for that one. So anyway, I'm sure that will be updated as we go. I just want to refresh us on what's yeah. come. As I said, I think a lot of it is that I think they're going to announce a lot of titles that are coming out for the new systems at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we'll get some Xbox stuff once the Xbox announcement, what, two weeks from now? Mm-hmm. We'll get we'll get some more information on that, so we'll we'll, we'll keep you posted. So... All right, here we go. 
my topic. Oh, this is an article posted by Kirk Hamilton on Kotaku. It's about your favorite games of 2013 so far. So if we were to end the year now, what would be your thummies, I guess, basically? Uh, so we'll start with uh, favorite game of 2013 so far. Corey, That's I think- tough. What have I played? Well, I I was going to say Bioshock Infinite would probably be your yeah favorite game, right? Of the games that came out this year. Yeah, I don't know what else I've played, though. Uh, Monaco. There's been a few indies that we've played. I was trying to think, too, of... I didn't buy any big titles, I don't think, other than... Well, I I, I played a played few. Tomb Raider. I played Tomb Raider. I played Bioshock Infinite. But I think those are the only big titles that I played, and then the rest were like indie games and stuff. Yeah, I don't think... But I would have to pick Bioshock Infinite for my favorite game so far because it was, it was amazing. Yeah, I think so. There was just more. It was just more more to sink your teeth into for oh for sure for yeah. your mind. Yeah. Ah, what have I been playing this year? Well, I you, think a lot of it's backlog. I've been yeah, playing a lot of backlog. You, I think Bioshock is the only like big big title that I played. Yeah, that came out this year. Yeah, like I said, I've been I've been doing backlog games a lot, so I haven't played as much new stuff. Well, I, the beginning of the year really isn't very good for new games anyway. I mean, there's a handful of titles sprinkled here and there, but really most of the big games come out in the fall. So there's that too. Oh, okay. No, I mean, other it's Tomb Raider, Devil May Cry, Bioshock Infinite, Gears of War. Didn't that just come out? Yeah, that was kind yeah. of. a... I think that was a little bit of a flop. The new, yeah, I've heard bad things. Uh, what else came out this year? I don't know, Dan. I don't remember either. Age of Empires 2 HD Edition. <laughs> yeah, there, there's that. That game's, uh, what, 12, 10, 12 years old? Yeah. Uh, okay, haven't had a chance to play yet, but looking forward to. Uh, of the new games that Devil came May out. Cry. Devil May Cry. Or, yeah, that and Tomb Raider. I okay. mean, I want to play both of those because they're both supposed to be pretty good games. Right. I put uh, I put Fire Emblem Awakening, the new Fire Emblem game that just came out for 3DS because my wife has right. a 3D or will have a 3DS tomorrow. So um, I hope to buy that within the next few weeks and hopefully play through it. Looks awesome. Did Monster Hunter Ultimate come out this year? I don't know. It's supposed to probably put that at the top of my list. It's either that are coming out soon or did it come out last year no it's definitely out i just don't oh. know if it was 2012 or like late 2012 that's or... for wii u and 3ds right yeah okay i would get it for 3ds but i think i'll i'll wait till we get a wii u for for that game yeah because uh, we like i said we will be getting a wii u at some point if they have a price drop anytime soon i'll, I'll get it immediately i guess it goes down to a couple honey yeah i they've done price drops in like the uk and stuff like that so it's only a matter of time before we get a price drop here i can imagine maybe like after e3 they'll do a price drop Mm -hmm. or announce a price drop at e3 or surrounding e3 announce a price drop that'd be great uh so yeah haven't had a chance to play yet but looking forward to most pleasant surprise for this year uh, man. See again, I didn't play enough games. <laughs> right, not enough new things. Anyway, I think Eric probably would be a good person to ask this because he bought a lot of games this year. So, so I should far. start logging all the games that I play. Right. 
Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Um, I put Tomb Raider because I like looking at Tomb Raider. You know, looking at the stuff for I I knew it would be cool, but I didn't know it would play as well as it did, and I would like it as much as I did. Uh, it's really really good game, so I would have to put that as, as pleasant surprise. Even though it like I look, it looked really cool before I bought it, and I just I was I liked it a lot more than even I thought I would. It was a very well done okay. game. Sorry, I'm just looking at the release. I, I, okay, so I played Bioshock. I played SimCity. Oh, SimCity. Uh, I played Nino Kuni. Eh, that's it. You guys played The Cave. The Cave. I couldn't remember if that came out this year or, la- or yeah, late last year. It was January. Jan- end of January. Okay. I did uh, like The Cave. I have to go back to that one and play through it again. Eh, yeah, that's it. That's all I played. Okay. There was a lot of releases. I didn't realize there was this many. Lego City Undercover came out this year. Yeah. Dead Island Riptide. Blah, blah. Yeah, like I said, we'll talk about this again next week when uh, when Corey and Eric are here. and Or Will and Eric, rather. Uh, and I'll maybe, maybe I'll make a list of the games that I've played because I, I feel like I've missed out on a few, too. Yeah, this is almost one we got to prep for. Right. I didn't even... Maybe we could do like a mid-year... Mid-year thummies? Yeah. Or pre-thummies episode? Yeah. Okay. All right. The half year. Well, we're going to take a quick break and uh, be back with what we played this week right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 94 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in what we played this week segment. I'll go first. I only played a couple things. I played a lot more Dirt 2. Um, whenever I would die in Metro 2033 and get frustrated, I would uh, shut it off. And if, if I didn't feel like playing, you know, trying to play through it again, I would shut it off and play some Dirt 2. Plus, whenever I would get you know, a, a half an hour here and there, instead of uh, sinking my teeth into Metro, I would play play Dirt 2. Uh, so I'm starting to actually really like it. I know I had mentioned last week that I didn't really like like the story stuff about it, but it kind of it kind of lessens as you get further into the game, and it's more about the racing and stuff, unless them explain you know the the characters in the game explaining to you what's what's going on. So I really like it. Uh, I'm glad I bought it for five bucks or whatever, and not sixty. I probably wouldn't like it as a sixty dollar game. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a fun distraction. Once I get through that, I'll move on to Dirt Three. Uh, what is it? I don't even know what it is. It's a, it's a like an off-road racing game. It's focused focused on rally racing, but there's also Baja racing and buggy racing and all that stuff. Different different like rally racing events. So that's what it's that's what it's about. Uh, which you know I I love rally racing. So um, I was kind of against the Baja racing and the buggy racing, but like I see its purpose to to change it up a little bit. I don't know what Dirt Three is like if that has that stuff in it too or not, but yeah. Are they smaller games or were they originally like $60 games? They were full price games. Definitely. Uh, I think, I think dirt two was pretty popular. I don't know if dirt three was that popular, but dirt, dirt two was definitely pretty popular. Uh, I had to actually install games for windows live on my computer so I could play dirt two, which was interesting, but that's how I can connect to Xbox live again. Cause that's basically the same thing. And I earn achievements for my gamer score. Through games Without having Xbox Live? Well, yeah, it's it's technically Xbox Live for PC. 
they've kind of don't need to pay for the subscription. Right. Right. Okay. Which you don't need to on Xbox Live either. You can have the silver subscription. You just can't play games online or do any oh, of the fun yeah, stuff with it. Achievements, though, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so, and I don't plan on playing anything like that online ever. So, now, uh, the only thing I played was more Guild Wars Two. Uh, I still play for about an hour, at least an hour every day, enough to get my dailies. Uh, the laurels are really important for getting better gear, especially ascended yeah. gear. Uh, if you plan on playing the game a lot, you should at least do your dailies every day to get your laurels. I have two pieces of ascended gear gear now, um, for for my care for my main character. So uh, that's important. I I've been playing a little bit of World versus World, too. Uh, we're getting our asses whipped for some reason in tier two. We were at the top of tier two for a while, almost going to move into tier one. But we're getting our asses beat by the new server that pushed one of the older servers out, and they're beating us. And then the one that we've been with for a while is also beating us. So it's the resistance, man. They're organizing. Yeah, that. And I, I don't know. Like it seems like we're, we don't have as many people as before. I don't know if it has. We have a lot of college kids on our server that are doing finals right now, but there's definitely been a lack of people as compared to weeks past. So. I don't know what that's all about, but yeah, still loving it. Oh, they they added uh, custom arenas, so we can do our one versus one if anyone from our guild ever gets on again. Oh, nice. Which it's not, which it's not looking good. I'm really the only one that ever plays anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's keeping me from playing it. It's it's like I'll play it and I'll be like, why don't I play this anymore? But then I just won't play it anymore. Yeah. Well, I yeah. understand because there's so many other games to play right now. Like as awesome as MMORPGs are, like. Yeah, I just I feel like I've gotten everything out of that game that I'm going to get. Yeah. And that's not to say like it's boring. It's still no. fun, yeah. but it's just like I'm not getting anything new out of the experience. Absolutely. Uh I'm still trying to build my main character to the point where I get I I want to get a legendary weapon. That's the really the main reason why I keep playing it. And um, then what? I don't know. I'm probably just going to keep playing World versus World cuz I enjoy it so much. I just have such yeah. a good time doing it. Um but yeah, like I I I understand because like at this point I just want to play something new. I want to experience a new story, uh, experience a new 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 game. I I still have Fez that just came out for PC that I've been wanting to play. But I right. like like that's that's a game you need time to sink your teeth into. Yeah. Um. So you know, I won't be playing it this week because of you know I want to finish Metro. I won't be playing it last or next week because of Metro. Metro Last Light, so you know maybe with a week after that I can I can start on Fez. Um, yeah. So yeah, so Guild Wars and and then Dirt Two I've been play, playing a lot of and I, I really really starting to like it. So that's that's really all I played this week. The only new game I played really obviously was was Metro. So Metro twenty thirty three. So but we talked about that earlier. So that's all I got. All right. We got Corey. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I played and beat Final Fantasy Dimensions. Yeah, I'll give you. Thank you. It's uh-huh. unfortunate that it, that's that's all the applause I'll get for a sixty-hour game. <laughs> yeah, that's a doozy. Uh, it's quite quite the achievement in my opinion. I'm really proud to have played it and beat it. It definitely underrated. Um, it's going to go down in history as probably one of the most underrated Final Fantasy titles. And the issue is how they released it. They released it at such a high price point on the freaking iPhone. I forget what I paid, but it was like it was like thirty bucks almost, right? Uh, which is insane. Yeah, but uh, it, not a great game overall. But but like I said, underrated. They 
it was a little thin on like the character development and and story elements and it felt like the way they designed it was by chapters so you could you could buy the chapters individually or just buy them all at once i just bought them all at once um and the fourth chapter is the last one and i feel like they were trying to cram in all this story and character building stuff and it just didn't it didn't feel right with the rest of the game it was too late it was too, too late. late. It was like it was like I've been playing this game for forty hours, and just now you're getting into some like more character character based things. Like it's it's too late for that. I don't care about that at this point. Uh-huh. Um, so there was that, and then it just it felt like I'd, I'd kill a boss, and I'd be like, all right, I beat it, and they'd be like, no, you got another boss to kill. So I'd kill another boss, and I'd be like, oh, now you got to kill three weapons. And so like I'd kill all them. It's just like I felt like I was just running around killing bosses for the last whatever of the game. And it seemed like the random battles picked up, so it was, like, frustrating. I'd get into a random battle every few steps. Um, and the last boss wasn't really all that clever in, in, in my eyes, and it probably wasn't the most difficult, but it was the longest fight. So, I'd you know, I'd be fighting it for 15 minutes or whatever, and then I'd die, and I'd lose those 15 minutes, and i have to go back and do it all over again. Um, and the, the only way I found to beat the last boss, I actually tweeted a picture of it, but I, I tagged it with spoilers. So if you don't want to know who the last boss is, don't look at that picture. Um, I, I found that I had to have two seers, which are like white mages, but they're white mages that they're, they're, you unlock that job class later on in the game. So they are, seers automatically have all the white magic available to them. Um, so you have to have two of those to keep your characters healed, and you have to have there's this thing called fusion abilities in the game and you unlock fusion abilities by having a character that has a certain set of skills and abilities on them. Um, because yeah, you have your, your job class skills and then you get open slots that you can assign skills that you've learned from other classes. And if you put in the right combination of skills and use one of those skills or abilities, you'll unlock what's called a fusion ability. And those are really useful. And I didn't really utilize them at all throughout the game. Um, but there was one I got, I think it was called Mighty Wall, right towards the end of the game, and it gave my characters protect, shell, and attack up. Um, so I always had to have that on, otherwise they'd die in one hit from the, the last boss. But the last boss had this ability called Black Hole, and every time he casted Black Hole, it would immediately erase all the, the boons on my, on my characters. Um, so that was really frustrating. Had to have haste on to all my characters at all times. It was... It was a great moment when I finally beat that last boss. Even though I didn't think it was that hard, it was just kind of frustrating. And a weight off your shoulders because you've been playing that game for so long. Yeah, in the ending, they did a good job of, of wrapping things up. Um, again, I would have wished to have some of those character things throughout the game. And they do have a like a post-game. Like you unlock the Gladiator's Hall, and there's some fun challenges you can do in there, which I think is awesome, and get some sweet equipment for your characters. And you uh-huh. can still travel the world after you beat the game. Which I really like, and I, I kind of felt compelled to keep playing, uh, which is nice. It's been my subway game since whenever it came out. I, when do you remember when it came out? Was it a year ago? It was a while ago. I don't remember exactly, but it was a while ago. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's half half an hour on on weekdays. Yeah. Forty five minutes on weekdays that I've been playing it. So to get sixty hours out of that. Yeah. Um. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. I, I would recommend it if you really love, like, old-school Final Fantasy. It gives you your retro fix, but it's also a new game. You right. know what I mean? It's not playing the same thing over. 
Yeah, you're not playing. You're not playing. You know, like I do, Final Fantasy VI over again. It's it's right. you still got that retro feel. It's not a great game, but it'll it'll scratch that itch for you, and it's a good time sink. Okay. Um, well, actually, is that available on Android? I'm not sure if it's available on Android. That's a good question. But uh, you know, my goal is to have beaten every Final Fantasy game, so it's good that I got this one out of the way. Good. Um, I did play Haunted Hollows, the iOS for Axis uh, 2K. What the heck was that noise? Did you hear that? Did you hear that noise? Yeah, it sounded like a doorbell or something. Your account credentials have expired on Steam. Yours? That's what it said. Huh. What does that mean? Oh, it means you have to re-log in, I think. Oh, yeah, because I think I logged in on my laptop. Anyway, yeah, I played Haunted Hollows. Uh, it's free-to-play. There are microtransactions. The shitty part about the game is that you have to buy something to be able to play. Um, you can do the tutorial, and you can do, like, the first level, but after that, you can just keep playing the first level over again, or you can pay to unlock monsters and mansions. It's it's really, for for what it is, it, it does have that Firaxis kind of touch to it, where it feels like a deep game. And it's really compelling, really, uh, the word I'm looking for. You get that one more turn kind of feeling, uh, which is, it's a good, good place to be for a game. But like to unlock a monster, I think it's like three ninety nine or something like that. Um, it's a bit much. Think, think of the best way to explain it. So you're set up on, in this uh, small town and you build this mansion. And the way you do that is with cards and you get a new card every turn. And each card is a different room you can attach to your mansion. Um, so every turn you're drawing a new card and adding on to your mansion. And each room does something different. Most of them create, I think all of them create creatures of some kind. Uh, meanwhile, your opponent, who's the computer, is doing it on the other side of town. And your goal is to take your monsters uh, from your mansion into town and scare all the villagers. And when you scare a villager's house, that house becomes yours. Um, meanwhile, your enemy is doing the same thing. So you're battling each other for the control of these houses. Uh, meanwhile, both monsters can fight each other and both sides monsters can fight each other and they all have special abilities to do that. Um, but there's also the town hall or whatever. And once you scare a certain amount of villagers, the town hall has a meter. And if you scare enough villagers, an angry mob will come out, and they're, they're dangerous. You don't want to go near them. You kind of want to stay away from them. So you have these two factions fighting against each other, and you have the town mob who's fighting against both factions as well. Uh, so it's, it's a neat little little mechanic. And there's a, yeah, there's a lot of like free-to-play unlockables and stuff like that. You can level up, and you, you get items when you do that. Items do certain different things. Um, but it, it, it for an iOS, little iOS game, it seems like there's a good amount of strategy in there, and and it's it's promising. It's just it sucks that you you have to pay to to in, to enjoy to play the game past the first level. Really, you you, you there's no way around it. You have to pay money. Yeah. Um, can't earn whatever through playing the game to unlock the stuff. It doesn't work like that. I kind of wish they put the game out for like two bucks, and you know you could grind as much as you you needed to get what you know move on. Right. Okay. Oh, Final Fantasy Dimensions is available on Android, too, for $20. For all the chapters? I think so. Yeah. I mean, you you get your money's worth. It's 60 hours is... Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's just if you're looking for that kind of... Um, but anyway, Haunted Hollows, meh. 
Oh, I do want to say about Final Fantasy Dimensions, the, the, the way it works is every chapter, um, there's the Warriors of Light and the Warriors of Dark, and um, they're kind of existing in two different worlds, and those are your characters, those are the characters that you name, and they're your characters, but there's only four of them, and a party is five, so in every chapter you get a new guest character, and that guest character is also a job class that you'll later unlock. Uh-huh. Um, so they fight with you, and you know it's like a tease for the class that you'll unlock, uh, but later on in the game, all these guest characters kind of come back and help you in a really cool way. So it is the last bit of the game is pretty cool, and, and they did a good job of tying everything up. And throw that out there again. Nice. I did want. Um, the last game I played, other than Metro, was Neverwinter. This is uh, free to play Dungeons and Dragons based MMORPG. Um. It's the it's it's in the beta phase right now, but it's going to be free. I don't even think there's a subscription. Uh, graphics are meh. I only played it for a couple hours, so I can't speak too much about it. Um, but the 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 class selection I don't even remember how many options. I think there's only three options for your class choice and race class race choice. There's like five. Of course, you can pay uh, when the game comes out. You'll be able to pay to get additional classes and races and stuff like that. But the combat, what they're going for is more skill-based, um, even more so than Guild Wars, in my opinion, um, because they simplified the hot bar. Uh-huh. So that that's like, you know how, Dan, your gamepad is more like, it's like fitting to one hand? Yeah. Yeah, they made it so you never really have to move your left hand. Oh. Use your, your buttons. And at the same time, you can't tap to select enemies. You have to have your cursor your mouse cursor over them. Right. There's it's no, kind of like, there's no like auto target. That regard where you kind of got to be able to aim with your mouse. Definitely not to the extent you would have to with a shooter. It's not that based, um, but it is a pretty interesting element. Cause you got to look around and make sure you're targeting things that you're attacking. I think of what other gameplay elements that are different from your, your typical MMORPG overall. It, it's, you know, it's another one of those in, in my opinion. Yeah than other than the combat I, I was asking some people i was like so what's the consensus is this a good game and of course everybody's in there like yeah it's a fantastic game it's it's great like it's so awesome and it's like well yeah you guys are playing the game so of course you're gonna say that but um i'll probably play it a little bit more they're not doing a character wipe for the beta so if you're playing the beta you'll be able to keep your character come launch huh. i guess this was just their way of ramping up to launch day so that on launch day, the servers aren't down all day. Oh, that's a good idea. Seen too many times. Right. Um, but again, you know, don't expect much from it. It's free to play. Um, if you're into the uh, the Neverwinter setting, the uh, Feyrun, I think, is the, the universe that it's set in. I don't know. I can't. D&D fans are probably screaming right now. But right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's if if you're into that, there there is a lot of those, and uh, it does it does kind of take you through that world, cool, seemingly interesting ways. But uh, we'll see. Again, I only played a couple hours. I got through like the starting hours before I got dropped into the real world, and it's like, okay, now go find your class trainer, kind of thing, you know? Yeah, nice. But it. It shows some promise. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's just there wasn't, in those two hours that I played, there wasn't too much different about it other than the skill-based combat from your your typical MMORPG. Right. 
Okay. Uh, that's, I'll probably give it a try at some point. I always get, uh, occasionally I get, uh, uh, a crazy itch to play a new MMORPG. So, but that's one to sink into. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I'm thinking about trying uh, Lord of the Rings online again. Let me know if you do. Okay. I'll be there with you. I, I know I have to download it. The 30 gigabytes or whatever it is. Like half a day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, maybe I'll have, have that set to download over overnight when, when I'm sleeping. So, can be ready in the morning. Okay. Uh, anything else, Corey? Um, no. I'm trying to think of what I got coming up. I'll probably beat Metro this week. So will you. Hopefully. Yeah. Fingers Metro crossed. Um, oh, I do want to play Fez. You mentioned Fez. I do want to get into that. And mm-hmm. I want to play Don't Starve. So I'll, I might try to get to those this week. Okay. Don't Starve is nice because, like... Well, I mean, you can save and stuff, but, you know, every game is going to be different. So, Don't Starve, you can pop in and play for a little bit and then come back and not feel like you need to re, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, like Fez, I think I think you need to set aside some time to play, but Don't don't Starve is, is kind of a game where you can pop in and play as much and as little as you like. So, I should play Don't Starve again. It's been a while since I've played that one. Like a faster than light kind of thing, where yeah, exactly. Like faster, faster than light. That's that's the perfect example because you know, games don't take that long. Well, and then again, I I always died really quickly. Uh, well, right. I think I only got like eight days into Don't Starve, but yeah. Hopefully, but episode. What's that? Doing time. Almost two hours. Us. Yeah. Yeah, this 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 episode was kind of an experiment to to see how we would do with just two people, but I think it was the same as every other episode. The two people. What's that? It depends on the two people. <laughs> right. I think me and Will probably would 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 be a lot shorter of an episode because I think we talk the least probably. Will talks the least, no no question, but um yeah. in real life I don't talk this much. I'm kind of quiet, but What's that? You keep cutting out. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Is it internet thing or what? Go ahead. It. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was saying I don't talk much in real life either. It's more of a. I don't know. Once once the microphone's turned on, it's just. I guess we're just trained to keep talking. Yeah, absolutely. And chime in with our opinions. Okay. It's a good experience for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Uh, facebook.com slash thumbstick athletes is our Facebook page. Twitter.com slash TS athletes is our Twitter feed or at capital T capital S athletes. Our website is www.thumbstickathletes.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 607-527-0547. Or if you want to email us directly, you can email us at thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. We have a donations tab now on our on our website if you want to donate directly to the podcast um that's always appreciated uh the best way you can help with the podcast though is uh by spreading the word uh telling a friend having having other people listen um 
Also, we have a Amazon banner on our website, and if you are going to be placing an order through Amazon, you can click on our banner on our website and then place your order. Uh, clear your Amazon-related cookies first, and we'll, we'll get a little money from the from the order for sending you to Amazon. So you can do that to help the podcast too. Uh, but like I said, the best the best possible way you can do that is is by spreading the word, uh, telling a friend what not. Um, I think that's everything, right? That's everything. Uh, our Don't Starve giveaway winner did direct message us, Dan. So. Oh, perfect. I'll do that when I go upstairs. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it for episode 94 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and I don't have anyone to kick out of my basement. Ah, just the bear. Just the bear. One, two, three, four, five.